Hello. Now, this episode is about designing for a corner block. Whether you're choosing a home off the plan, you're building a custom-designed home, or you're renovating and extending an existing one, there are certain things to know so that you can make the most of your corner block. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Together we'll uncover the nitty gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in. So join me now. a range of attitudes and feelings about corner blocks. Some people really dislike them because they feel less private and less secure. Others think that they're great because they feel more spacious and open to light and views and that they feel bigger as a result. Now of course specific challenges and advantages may vary based on how flat your corner block is and I'll be discussing more about sloping blocks later in this season Uh, and the challenges and advantages may also vary based on the size of your block as well and the specific dimensions of it too. However there are consistent challenges and opportunities when it comes to designing for a corner block that are worth being aware of to get great outcomes. So let's go through these now. First, let's have a look at the main challenges uh, that exist for corner blocks. Now, corner sites can suffer from exposure. So what I mean is that they're open on two sides and then they're flanked by neighbours on the other two sides. Now, when you're seeking to privatise and protect your home, we're, we're usually trying to screen them from external views in from public spaces like the street. And so what happens normally is that you'll give over your front yard to the public zone. And unless your orientation calls for it, that front zone will not necessarily be your primary outdoor space or where your main living areas are facing. And the general approach will be to put those living and outdoor spaces on the rear or the side of the home instead, where that indoor-outdoor connection has less overlooking from neighbours and the street and privacy can be controlled more simply. Now that's on a standard block, but with a corner block where you've got streets on two sides of it and you've basically got two vantage points for the public to look into your garden and into your home, then people can actually see into the front of your home, they can see into the side of your home and they can see down the rear of your home as well. And, you know, if you don't address this in your design, it can be a massive challenge for you. Privatising your outdoor areas, which would normally be at the rear of your home, can be, as I said, challenging. So some corner homes, they'll actually seek to place them on the only non-street side. So they'll actually use the home itself to hide these living spaces from the street. Now, this can work on larger blocks where you're not immediately up against your neighbour's property and you've got some room. However, if your block size or your orientation doesn't suit this type of arrangement, uh, then your home's always going to be overshadowing your own outdoor area. And you may have privacy, but you'll have a cold outdoor area and a lot of shade in your living spaces. What I see homeowners often do is they deal with this increased exposure by trying to build bigger fences. Now this isn't ideal and it's actually not necessarily increasing security either. A big fence will hide what's going on behind it 
including the person that might have jumped it and broken into your home. And I've spoken before about the importance of natural surveillance uh, and of our homes having eyes on the street and that there's this feeling that the activity in the street can be seen from the home and vice versa because this is what assists with safe streets and communities. You do want some level of transparency and visual connection between the street and your home. And if we're all building walls to the streets, then it actually shuts off this opportunity for natural surveillance. Now, another uh, challenge to deal with is the exposure to the elements, so sun, wind, weather. Now, in neighbourhoods where homes are sitting adjacent to each other in a row, they do shield each other to a certain amount from incoming storms and strong winds. When you've got two street frontages, you may find that your corner block has greater exposure to the elements and that the durability and weatherproofness of your home is tested as a result. Now, this exposure can also extend into nighttime as well. So car headlights that are turning on the corner, you know, they can shine into your home. They can move through the interior areas and it can be incredibly frustrating uh, at nighttime if you have this happening uh, in your home with headlights sort of rolling through the inside of your home at various times of the evening. There can also be the challenge of giving your house a primary frontage. So what I mean by this is you know, making it clear where someone's going to pull up and park and go to the front door to knock on it and actually arrive at your home. Because you may be using a front fence design for your whole way around your corner because it's all addressing the street. And so indicating clearly where your primary or your main visitor entry is really important because otherwise you can confuse visitors and you can make your home less secure as a result. Now, the fact that your home has two street frontages can also have an impact on your project cost as well, because you'll, you know, you'll be creating a design that faces two streets. And one of the worst things that I see homeowners do is they pretend they're not on a corner block and they just use the long side of their home and it looks like the side of a home it doesn't look like something that faces the street. Uh, and, you know, the design of a corner block uh, and a corner home, whether you're renovating or you're building new, it works best when you actually acknowledge that two sides of your home need to address the street in their design. So those are the main challenges that you need to, you know, in those key areas that I see where homes, home designs can actually fail to suit their corner site and fail to meet the unique demands of being on a corner. Now let's have a look at what corner blocks have got going for them uh, because there are some fantastic opportunities for corner blocks when you know how to approach them and what to focus on. So as I said, corner blocks have two street frontages. And so my first question to homeowners is always asking them, is one street address more valuable than the other? In the world of real estate and the asset value of your home, you know, the street address can matter. And sometimes changing your street address and your home's frontage from one street to another on your corner block can actually improve the value of your home. And I've seen this happen for homeowners. They might be a really high number, high street number on one street, but if they go to the other street, they might be number one or a lower number, and that can actually have an impact on the value and the saleability of your home. Now, you may also find that one street is less busy than the other, or perhaps it's got a better outlook or a better orientation or better visibility for you pulling in out of your driveway, or perhaps it's got simpler access for visitors for them, you know, having a place to park their car uh, and walk into your home. So, you know, 
have a look too at whether that's an opportunity for you because based on what else is going on in the street, so, you know, there might be some local infrastructure such as stormwater drains or power poles or street trees, you know, council take these into consideration, but sometimes you can actually seek permission from council to change your street address from one side of your block to another. And changing the main street address and the access could actually make a big difference to how your home functions and feels overall and what it might be worth. Now, the other beauty of corner blocks is they actually give you the opportunity to separate where your cars go into your home and where people go into your home via your front door. And this can sometimes be a huge chance to look at how your floor plan works. You know, in a home with only one street frontage, you know, your front door and your garage door are usually adjacent to each other. But instead, on a corner block, you can actually put your driveway access on one street frontage and your front door on another, and you can change the way that your home appears to the street and uh, and how it appears to the spaces and how, how those spaces around that entry pathway work as well, because they're not necessarily sitting right next to a driveway. Now, remember earlier when I said that corner blocks can suffer from greater exposure? Well, this can, whilst being a challenge, this can also be a huge advantage for corner blocks. You get the chance to access sunlight without the overshadowing of an immediately adjacent neighbour. So based on the orientation of your block of land, this can actually be fantastic for improving the natural light in your home and for managing its internal comfort. You can also make far more of the side of your home because you're not trying to avoid a neighbour who's immediately next door looking into it and you instead have a street to look over and the distance to other neighbours can help you achieve better privacy overall. The lack of neighbours on two sides may prevent better access to views in your area too. So I've actually seen instances where corner blocks were able to access views down to parkland or views out to water or other great outlooks purely because they were positioned on a corner, that view was available down the street and the home was designed to capture it. And the space that was provided around the home gave them that that freedom to access that view to never be built out. So, you know, it's really sometimes possible to have a look if it's possible for your corner site. Now, when you do get the privatisation right, this exposure, it can improve the way that you create that indoor-outdoor connection in your home. And it can also increase the sense of spaciousness as a result because you're not walled in by neighbours on three sides. Instead, you get views of sky and street trees and openness overall. And this can also increase your access to natural ventilation and improve your ability to promote natural air circulation through and around your home. And because of this exposure, you can choose which orientation suits your home best. Now, ordinarily, as I said before, you're locating your outdoor areas off living spaces at the rear of your home, and then you're dealing with how you're going to get the best sunlight into those spaces. However, with a corner block, you may find that, you know, the side of your home has a better orientation. And so you can really change how light comes into your outdoor and indoor living areas and how you arrange them as a result. You actually end up having more flexibility to be able to do this. Now, another advantage uh, to a corner block is that you have significantly better access for construction, and this can really improve the speed and ease with which your project occurs, which can, of course, then improve the time and money it takes as well. 
Now, there's also an advantage from a streetscape point of view. So streetscape is how your home sits in the street amongst its neighbouring homes. And, you know, I often call the corner home the gatekeeper. Each time I've designed a corner home, the way that it addresses the corner uh, is, you know, is very important as a marker in the streetscape. It actually has the opportunity to be a little bit different, to, you know, to to create a marker, to, to, to put a full stop on the street almost, and to set the rhythm of the street. And this may sound a little bit strange, but if you put on your design detective eyes, that I love you too, and you start paying attention to corner homes, have a look where corner homes do mark the end of the street or where they don't mark the end of the street and perhaps how the street feels different as a result. You know, the home itself doesn't necessarily need to make the corner. You don't need to do the home on a 45 degree angle or anything like that, you know, but perhaps your landscaping or your fencing could be the thing that marks the corner. You know, perhaps you put a signature tree on the corner and that can also help with that exposure and giving you a bit more privacy. Uh, Or perhaps it's in the type of fencing that you use. You know, consider how your corner home though will be the gatekeeper to your street and how it will make its mark. There's also another advantage with being a corner block and that's that you have a little bit more room up your sleeve to do some decent landscaping that can actually provide privacy and shade to counter the exposed nature of your block. So depending on the type of security that you need to provide your block and whether you need to keep you know, dogs and kids contained in your yard uh, behind a fence line, you know, landscaping can actually be crafted to create a fence that helps your home look great from all sides. And you can also use landscaping to hide, you know, a lower cost fence as well. So remember, your fence doesn't always have to be on your boundary either. You know, sometimes with corner blocks, it is actually worthwhile setting the fence line back a little bit from the boundary uh, and using the zone between the fence and your the boundary of your site to landscape in so that you actually own that bit of land that the landscaping is on and you can plant what you want to because it's on your block of land and it's screening your fence from the outside. And it just softens the edge of your site altogether. Feels like the site isn't walled by fencing, but it's softened by some landscaping with fencing behind it. Now, let me take you through the key questions to ask about your corner block and the home that you're designing for it or that you're renovating on it. Answering these questions or talking through these ideas with your designer or builder will help you tailor a solution to suit you, your block and your needs and really make the most of the opportunities that are available. Question number one, will you change your address? Is one street considered more prestigious than the other? Number two, how will you be clear about where cars enter and where visitors enter and still privatise your home and its outdoor areas? Number three, do you need to add more money into your budget for how you will treat both street frontages so that your home doesn't look like it's presenting a side to one street and that you'll be able to accommodate that treatment? Number four is what is the orientation of your block? Where is the sun moving? And how will you maximise this for your home given you have more exposure to work with? Number five, what views could you grab that you weren't expecting that are a real asset for your corner location? Number six, how will you privatise your outdoor areas and views into your garden and living areas from the street? Number seven, What will you do with your fencing and landscaping on your two exposed street frontages to mark the corner and provide privacy and shade for your exposed position? And also, do you need to add more money into your budget to accommodate that fencing? Number nine, 
Do you want your main outdoor living areas and your primary indoor-outdoor connection facing the rear, the side or the front of your home? Or is your block big enough and your orientation suited to use your home to shield your outdoor and indoor living areas on the non-exposed side of the home? Are you actually going to use the home to protect those outdoor areas? And lastly, how will you make your mark on the corner and be the gatekeeper for your street architecturally? Okay, 10 questions. All right, so write those down and have a think about how you're going to answer them for your corner block project. Now, finally, I'm going to take you through some things to think about for three specific scenarios on corner blocks. And I'll be doing this each episode for the type of block that we're talking about. Okay, so we're going to look at the scenarios of choosing an off the plan home. So a project home from a project home builder, where basically you pick a floor plan out of a catalogue. Looking at building a custom designed home. So a home you design from scratch to build new or doing a renovation and an extension of an existing home. So first, choosing a home off the plan to build new on a corner block. Now, most of the off the plan designs are made for blocks with one street frontage and neighbours on either sides. So have a look for floor plans where you can do some low cost customisation to enable the design to suit your corner block. For example, look for a design where the living spaces are are along one side and around to the rear because then you can perhaps add larger windows on the side or you can change windows for sliding doors to open that side of the home to its side garden and its other street frontage. Uh, And you can also then open the home up to the rear and you can get that great indoor-outdoor connection and that spaciousness around the edges of the home. Make sure that you'll be able to accommodate eaves or awnings over those exposed windows and doors so that you can protect them from weather and from sunlight due to them being on an exposed street frontage. Now next, let's have a look at getting it right in a custom home design for a corner block. Now a custom home designer course is really your chance to tailor a solution to your corner block and its special qualities. So firstly, do a really good quality site analysis of the specific assets that you want to maximise and what you want to play down on your block of land. So all of the questions, all of those 10 questions that I asked earlier, they're definitely where you can start. And particularly think about what, which side of your block your living areas will face. You know, can they work for orientation because of the exposure on your block? So will that mean that they're at the side or the rear or the front? And how will you privatise and securitise them? Use the unique opportunities that your corner block has to free you up from that conventional way of designing a home. You know, the conventional way puts the garage and the entry on the main street frontage and then the living areas to the rear, and then it works hard to get the right type of sunlight to them. So with a corner block, you're not limited to this arrangement. You've got far more flexibility. So rethink what's possible and make the most of it for your home. Now, thirdly, let's look at the scenario of renovating or extending an existing home on a corner block. Often older homes, they did very little to acknowledge that they were on a corner block, you know, if you have a look around older suburbs. And so renovating or extending them can actually be an awesome and exciting opportunity to improve this and get it right. Now, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes for you to check out a renovation of an old Queenslander cottage that I did many years ago. And it was the original corner store for its area. And it was located right on its uh, one of its street boundaries and pretty close to the other street boundary. Now, the owners of the 
home. They ran a photography business from home and the corner location actually enabled us to create two entries to the home. So one was for the cars uh, into garaging space and the resident entry to the home. And then another was for clients to be able to visit the home studio. And the block was sloping so we could actually work it so that the studio was entered on uh, the upper level of the home from the higher street. And then the resident entry was on the lower floor. And so the studio level connected into the upper floor of the home and then the resident entry entered the lower level on the home where all of the residential living areas were. And then, you know, the rear, that was all connected out to the garden and the rear outdoor entertaining area then got a view into the back garden and also increased um, the view range out into the street. Now, this block was under 500 square metres in size and so all of these factors enabled the home to be renovated and extended to really suit its corner location and the nature of the site and the needs of the owners. And it also enabled a really great separation between the business and home life really effectively. And it expanded the feeling of spaciousness in the home as well for quite a compact block uh, in the area that it was in. It was a really great strategy for us to be able to use the corner block the way that we did. Now, when you're renovating on a corner block, you can really improve the quality of light and functionality uh, in your home by working well with your block's specific characteristics. And, you know, the additional site access, uh, particularly for renovating, it can make your renovation far more straightforward. So the fact that you have the ability to access the site from two street frontages, you know, that can mean you can get machinery into your rear yard for demolition and excavation or material delivery or pouring concrete. You know, it's far more accessible as a result. So that's it for corner blocks. We've covered a lot of ground, haven't we? So I hope that you found this helpful. And even if you've been listening and you don't have a corner block, you know, I hope that some of the ideas that I've talked through and the way that I discussed the kinds of questions to ask uh, and the design concepts that I was talking through, you know, I hope that they help you with your future home as well. Now, in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about narrow blocks, all right? So these are blocks that are 10 metres or less, and the specific design approaches and ideas that can help you make the most of that type of land. Make sure that you head to the show notes, and I'll have the links there that I mentioned for you so that you can get some more ideas for your corner block. Now, before I go, I'd love to know, are you enjoying listening to the Get It Right podcast with Undercover Architect? If you are, can I please ask three favours of you? The first is, could you please subscribe to the show on your podcast listening tool of choice, be it iTunes or Android, so then you're the first to know when the latest episode is live. The second favour is please leave a review for the show on iTunes. Now, they don't make it easy. I'm full of gratitude and admiration for anyone who manages to navigate the technological hurdle of leaving a review on iTunes, but it does make a massive difference to helping people find the show and seeing if it suits them. So if you can leave a review, that would be absolutely awesome. And the third favour is please tell your friends, your relatives, your neighbours, your work colleagues, the postman, (laughs) anyone that's willing to listen to you that the Get It Right podcast exists. You know, so many of you have told me that you found this podcast because someone referred it to you and that's brilliant. Uh, The more people that have this knowledge about how to get it right when designing, building or renovating their homes, the more level the playing field is and the more clever and empowered homeowners we have demanding better from the design and building industry. And that's how we improve it overall. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and for tuning into the Get It Right podcast. This has been Amelia Lee from Undercover Architect. Think of me as your secret ally. Until next time, bye.